G'day, and welcome back to another episode of the Ideas Digest podcast, where we explore the confusing and controversial landscape that is new ideas. My name's Conrad. Matt. And Matt, we explore the idea landscape because let's face it, one of life's great adventures is new and interesting ideas. Uh, but sometimes these beautiful landscapes, Matt. Highly, highly controversial. Sometimes you're like, oh, what a pristine little mountain of landscape ideas there. And mm. oh, this is a, I'm suddenly in a dangerous zone that I didn't think I'd end up in. Mm. And I'm on the front lines between two, two warring sides. So when that idea creeps into a belief, belief, belief turns into action. And action turns into bullets. <laughs> yes. Which we take for you, by the way. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so we're exploring these new ideas so that you can stay safe from a distance and explore them from the lovely couch or car, wherever mm. you're joining us from. Matt, here's, I want to get like a new age cell, like a, a plug for the podcast. So like, here's why, here's why you need Ideas Digest. I mean, I got a review here that I'll read and maybe this is everybody that listens. Uh, Brianna says, this show has helped me work on making real life conversations about empathy rather than reverting to fight mode. Wow. Transformative. Wow. There's hundreds We're more making like an it. impact. <laughs> I've got you, a tear in my eye. <laughs> if you sign up now, that could be you. That's my new age cell. I thought you have to make the stakes high and people really love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's you, good. Your life will be transformed. Let, it, let us know if you think it's a good eye. It's a good, it's a good pitch. Or if we need to work on it, we would love the feedback. And so obviously if you want to support the show, you can head to itisdigest.org, sign up, become a premium subscriber and you get bonus content. And if you can't be bothered, rate and review the podcast. Nice reviews, even bad reviews. I'll... I'll take the feedback. Mm -hmm. I, I want to be self-reflective. Now, a bit of an update. We're in a new studio setting here. The setting might change mm -hmm. here to there as we work out what we're doing. But Matt and I, Matt, where are we? We're in Bali. Chenggu, Bali, which is um, a bit of a digital mecca heaven right now, yep, particularly yep. during the pandemic. But anyway, we are surrounded by influencers, yes. different ideas. Yogis. Yogis. It's been great. New, like very, uh, This is a, the land of new ideas. Mm -hmm. I really think, you know, millennials have left their boomer homelands yeah. and they've come to like find themselves sky news does not exist here no it really doesn't <laughs> so there's, there's there's a certain demographic right here and as we you know are in bali for the next couple of months i i actually was looking at some retreats you can do here Ooh. like we love exploring new ideas there's some spicy re retreats in there, bali. there's plenty of them. i was looking them up so let's have a look pick read one that that seems to take your fancy here Ooh, I like this one. 21 Day Spiritual Awakening, Ancient Yoga and Culture Retreat, Bali. There's a lot of inner inner awakening seven, ones, yeah, like seven eight. day healing retreat. Should we do a healing retreat? Maybe the five day feminine. <laughs> five day feminine way. Do you think that kick us out? Private tantra. Do you think we could? I don't know. So if you know of a retreat in Bali or like an, an idea that, you know, the influencer that you're following is like doing something in Bali, you'd like us to explore it. I'd go. I would go. I would, I'm very curious. Like mm -hmm. people are finding themselves and getting enlightened. Maybe we too could be enlightened. And Bali's got that eat, pray, love, you know, celebrity factor, right? It really so does. So you do come here to fall in love. Yeah. According, you know, to the movie. We can't so. do that for our friends of the show. But yeah. we can maybe introduce you to a new idea that maybe mm. sticks with. Yeah. Um, I don't know. So that's our, that's, that's our life, life updates, story updates. So you, do you remember my Instagram feud I was telling you about? Ooh, you, you have a few, you have a way of like engaging that algorithm. I try, I try. I try, like I post like some environmental thing and people, I, I get no crickets listens, and I yeah. send I send you like a really angry screenshot. Yeah, like how do you get like yeah. the, Matt the bite? No, no engagement. <laughs> My engagement's not great either, but compared to Matt, <laughs> I'm an influencer and I'm in the right spot. But like my Instagram, my Instagram feud, just to remind friends of the show, I had a friend of the show, Keith Giles, one of these progressive Christians mm -hmm. and he had a clip that said uh, Jesus told us to have sex with God I clickbaited that obviously another account picked it up the feud went on they posted my thing being like mark and avoid so I personally took it upon myself Matt to reach out to over a hundred different commenters on that a hundred yeah you have no idea how many DMs I send Matt because it's a numbers game and I and I sent <laughs> so confident. It's a numbers game. It's a, num it's a numbers game. <laughs> and I sent these messages, and it was like, "Hey, I saw your comment mm. on the video." And most of them, you know, flashback was like, "This is nonsense and rubbish." Mark and avoid. This guy's a heretic. Oh, what utter trash dumpster fire. All about the podcast. Clearly, it's so funny when they call you heretic. Clearly, like, they love. I, I do think you are a heretic, but it's just like you're so innocent as well. We're all heretic you, to something. 
You're so nice and innocent and they're just calling you a heretic. I'm like, yeah. come on, get to know the guy. Well, that did, thank you. This is mm. exactly it. So I said, you've, you've written a comment, you've posted the comment. Would you like to come on an Instagram live with the man Keith Giles himself mm. and read your comment to him in person? Oh, no. Well, no, I'm too busy. <laughs> I'll well, throw stones from a distance, thank you. In not so many words, yes. I got ghosted probably 99 times. But I got that one. I got that one. So premium plus super friends of the show already know this because I released on the super friend stream, the mm-hmm. private podcast feed that super friends get. Where do they get from? the show from itisdigest.org. Forward slash. Oh, is it a forward slash? Oh, no. It's no, just it's itisdigest.org. Yeah, yeah. We're not even that advanced. We're, we're forward slash. We're pretty premium. We can't get beyond one page here <laughs> at Ideas Digest. <laughs> yes, we don't need more than one page. So I actually had a conversation with Keith Giles. And someone who left a comment, which was, you know, pretty like this guy, I used to be a fan. I'm not, I don't like him anymore. He's gone Australia, all these mm. sorts of things. We had a great conversation. Could you start by reading Keith your comment? I used to follow this guy and read his material. He has a podcast called Heretic Happy Hour. I used to be a Gnostic mystic universalist. He's one of many who espouse lies about God right along with the author of The Shack and many like him. This dude is saying really weird things. It's, I would honestly take this down and not give him any airtime. And so props to the new friend of the show. I've forgotten his name off the top of my head. And you sure he's a friend of the show? If you've been on the show, you're a friend of the show. (laughs) No, I'm like, we're friends with him. But do you think you'd send the friend request back? Yeah, I think he follows us. Okay. Yeah. So, and uh, it was a good conversation. Mm, okay, and that's great. I think he enjoyed, I think it was really productive. It was interesting to have someone who writes comment, throws a stone from afar and then walks over and goes, can I hand you Good this stone? Him. Can I hand it to you? And he, yeah, so like respect. And so it was mm. a great conversation. There was no debate or arguing. It was just, where, where do you think Keith's let you down? And Keith, where, where do you think he's missing un- misunderstanding? And just a really great productive thing. So that was fun. And how was Keith? Was he? He loved it. Mm. Yeah, he took the feedback quite well. I read him some more angry comments and <laughs> I, I, I made him like not defend himself. So he, he just had to like, I said, pull out the positive criticism in this comment. It's quite difficult sometimes. Yeah. And I think you need, you're a little bit Vulcan sometimes because you love like the negative Vulcan. things. Yeah. Like in the sense of like you can you're separate Star them. Trek? Yes. Oh, jeez. You yeah. can separate that like emotion from the, you're like, yeah, send me a, a negative review. Well, it's but not about me, who cares? You threw him in the lion's den yeah, with yeah. a hater. Yeah. He, he, um, he liked it. Okay. So great. he enjoyed it. So if, uh, yeah, if you see any angry comments and anyone wants to, if I want to, if I can build a bridge between two worlds at war, Matt, I mm. will. But guess what? Guess what gets destroyed first in a war? The bridges, the bridges get destroyed. So we're trying and then they get destroyed. Anyway, that's a wartime reference if you're into war. Moving on. Now, Matt, I mentioned sometimes our idea exploration can lead mm. us to dangerous grounds. Mm. It's often war zones. And this idea leads us straight to the front lines. As dangerous as my future ideas coming on about aliens. <laughs> is it as dangerous as that one? More so. Wow. I mean, <laughs> because yours is made up, but <laughs> aliens. This guy, he's um, open his mind. And Matt's going to, in the future, he's going to pitch us aliens. And, you know, I'm open. No, you're um, not. <laughs> they don't know that. <laughs> um, for, their, for their sake, yeah, I'll yeah, be open. Okay. Yeah, yeah. For friends of the show, I'm doing it for you. Um, so this is more dangerous than that because this is the f- cultural war flashpoint. Mm. Numero uno, you might be guessing where I'm going what is the number one divisive political issue that has res- it's been around for 10 to 20 years and it's resurfaced with a vengeance a couple months ago? What are you thinking? Starts with an A. Ends with abortion. Mm. Abortion. Yeah, it's heavy. I don't want to fear too many ideas. And this is one where you look at and you go, mm. oh, I don't know if we should go there. I remember a while ago and you were saying you were going to go down this path of the book you're going into. And I was like, oh, it's just such should a I difficult. Yeah, like. Yeah. Sometimes even we get stressed, guys. Yeah. Just a little bit of heads up. Yeah. Handling some of these ideas. We don't sometimes head in, Sometimes the alien one, I want you to take more seriously. As is seriously you're taking this one. This. Yes, please. Okay. All right. Okay. But these ones are legit, which yes. we are really trying to hold this well. Yes. Because you mentioned abortion. You got two categories right now. Are these guys, even right now, you're thinking, well, are they pro life or pro choice? Mm. That's what you're thinking. That's what, that's what friends of the show might be thinking. And obviously, I just died. We want to take the high ground. Follow us to the high ground, which is for a moment. Obviously, I'm not saying always be the middle, like sitting on the fence kind of thing. But for the moment, if you can suspend those categories, 
and we can explore some interesting aspects to this idea. And what I find, what I find very interesting, I found this book called Unplanned, obviously Unplanned Pregnancy, catchy title. And I, friends of the show probably won't read the book, but I read it so you don't have to. Let me guess, right wing, you know, she's coming in. Okay, you got there. So what I wanted to do first, Matt, is like, you got biases. Mm. I've got biases, but I know I'm the enlightened one. I read the book. You are coming in hearing this for the first time. Yeah. I've just said, here's a book. Mm. It's un, it's called Unplanned. It's by an American author. Uh, give me your biases. You've just said one. Yeah, right wing. What else? Yeah, I'm thinking incentive structures. So who's going to buy the book? So, so I'm thinking like she's wanting to get potentially her audience out to a hot audience, which I'd say is maybe more right-wing. Right-wing, conservative. Yeah, conservative, pro-life. Yep. Um, and it's such a political thing at the moment, so she's released it at a great time if it's a recent release, is it? I don't think so. She's, oh, okay. she's been in the circuits quite a while, which is why yeah. I couldn't, I try to lie. I mean, these are my biases. And of course, like- What else is there? What else is attached? Like politically? Yeah, politically, you know, this is, it's just like, it's been front and who, center. Who, with who do you think she voted for? Trump. Last, yeah, Trump, maybe. Yeah. That, that's a bias you'd have. Maybe she's, she's from the regions, like where t- typical Trump supporters are. Mid- Midwest. Midwest. Yep. Bubble Belt. Bubble Belt, so probably pretty conservative. Yes. Christian. Any, anything else you're kind of thinking? Narrow-minded, um, maybe. Maybe, and straight. Yep. 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 Um, not Skeptical open. of government. Yeah, Once okay. small government, maybe libertarian. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Play along at home if you're like, get these off your chest. Get the biases out there. We all have them. We're going in there. Yeah. Now you're right in some and you're wrong in others. And we're going to find out. Okay. So buckle up because we're going to the front lines of this thing. And so I should get to some stats of friends of the show. Mm. So obviously this is a hot topic. And echo chambers are nice and cozy. If you're hearing something you agree with, boy, that feels nice. But I did an Instagram poll. <laughs> And uh, I, the, the two options were I like, like your polls, by the way. Yeah, they're, they're good. Good insight to yeah. the friends of the show. And it's quite diverse. We've got like mm. Muslim listeners, Christian listeners, atheists. Wow. It's very diverse. I really love the friends of the show. They yeah. engage quite well. I put up a poll. I said, A, my body, my choice. Mm. Or B, abortion is murder. As polarized as I could get. You got the bodily autonomy versus you are killing a human being. That's the same value as you or me. And... Where do you think the votes fell from friends of the show? I think it's 50-50. I would guess most of our listeners lean left. Is this another bias? Okay. Yeah. Um, so. So you reckon majority? Eight, eight, yeah, would win. Majority. You are correct. 85%, my mm. body, my choice. 15%, abortion is murder. Mm. I like seeing the 15% because I like diversity. I like, you know, I like difference. I like the difference the community that Idis Digest is mm. very diverse so and we don't yeah this is not uh we're not trying to make it out that a is way better than b yes, yes. you know it's like it's definitely the last thing we want to do with this show yeah and so but it's a outnumbers b yes a outnumbers b so for the 85 percent of friends of the show and that wouldn't be reflective of maybe the u.s political landscape you would say a lot of australians in there yeah okay too as well but also a lot of americans as well sure so that could actually have increase it more American political landscape. Whereas mm. Australians, it's coming back, which is why I'm talking about it. Cause Australians it's abortion. When I was growing up, I never really heard anything about it. I'm hearing more and more every political cycle. So for friends of the show who are in group A, maybe that's you, maybe you're, you're fervent pro-life and you're like, I can't even believe they're going to be entertaining this idea. I'm a curious guy. <laughs> I'm very curious. And so I wanted to understand the pro-life stance. So what would you say is a trigger warning? Just before you dive into this content, because it'd be something, this is a very personal topic yeah. for a lot of people. Yep. Yep. And so maybe just say, I will explore this idea in a, you know, what would be the potential triggers if I mean, was right now? it's, it's going to be interesting to notice. Obviously, it's very personal. There's like a serious trigger warning where it's like, hey, you might have gone through something and maybe you shouldn't listen to this episode yeah, because yeah, yeah. that's very serious. Then there's the, the more like, this is going to trigger you. Like when, when you watch, I was listening to, and I'm going to actually get to this later. I was listening to an economist. Uh, a Christian economist talk about why cancelling student debt was not what God would want. Hmm. I was triggered, man. God did write about a Jubilee every now and then. Yeah, but that was only by like the choice of the private land. Anyway, we, we get off track. <laughs> I was actually driving alone. And I'm like, oh, whatever. I was like yelling to myself. Hmm. And I just noticed like, what is this within me? Yeah. So it's interesting. So as you listen, you're 85%. This might be a bit like triggering because it's like an opinion 
probably strongly mm. disagree with. But I actually, I read the book and it was, it was interesting, this person's journey. Because what's interesting about the Ideas Digest lens that I'm looking at it from is what can take someone from the pro-choice stance mm. to the pro-life stance. Yeah. And this book outlines that. And is it religiously based? It comes from a religious community. Interesting. So Matt and I, for super friends of the show, we're probably going to break down what we thought about the book and what we thought was helpful, maybe some red flags, and we'll go through that later. But for now, let's go into the book. Okay? you have any questions you want before you want to Yeah, I, I'm just thinking as well, for, for those that are listening and you're going to be triggered, I think a, a modality that could be helpful would be perhaps to think you will have this conversation eventually. Guaranteed. And it's much easier to be triggered by us than to be in <laughs> RL with someone and you're like twitching in the eye. Let like, us warm you up. Yeah. <laughs> have, and, and, then, and then maybe as you, the subconscious, this content enters the subconscious, hopefully you'll be how to have a constructive conversation with someone. Yeah, for sure. You'll be ready for at least how the conversation is going to go roughly. This gave me a great insight okay, into... Great. into because some people aren't as good at articulating their point of view in a conversation like that. No. Whereas this uh, woman, her name is Abby, she lays it out really well. And I'm, I'm open to being like, you know, from a conservative background myself, I've obviously swung and been in both camps. Okay. Yeah. Mm. So like, well, I'm interested to, okay. you know, what, what does she dig up for me? Interesting. Some of those old biases that I used to hold. What might... Still be, and you relevant. guys think it's A or B. You, you wouldn't even you know. You don't even know. What you don't even know where I've swing. I would never <laughs> dare to tell you what I think. Super friends is a show. Yeah, they know. I would be honest there, uh, but I'm going to keep it under my hat because this okay. is a, this is we're, this is a political landmine. We're like we playing, must, we we're must, playing with. Yeah, sure. We're like, hey, check that out. Okay, so let's get into it now. Uh, the beginning is pretty heavy. I'm doing it on purpose because the book is heavy. It's written in a way to persuade, and this is where it begins. Okay. okay. So meet Abby, she's a Midwestern woman. She's sitting at a desk typing. Camera pans across the door. On the, front, on the front of her office, Planned Parenthood. American friends of the show. They know those two words very mm. well. It's like the abortion clinics and sure. female reproductive health clinics. Two names for them, depending on which camp you sit in. Yep. And she's sitting there typing away, bang, 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 knock on the door. And there's a doctor there and he's like, hey, we're short-staffed. Can you help out for a second? I just need to get... We're, we're doing a procedure. Please come Was she a nurse? What was she... She's, she's a big wig. Office, office kind of manager. Right, okay. Of, of Planned Parenthood. Okay. Sorry, on the nameplate, you missed it when the camera panned across, there's manager. Yeah, right. Yeah, Planned Parenthood manager, Abby. Can't remember her last name. And she goes, oh, okay. So she puts down what she's doing. She walks into the operating room or the theater, whatever it would be called in one of those places. And she sees a woman sitting there, legs spread in the stirrups, ready for an abortion procedure. And the doctor goes, hey, could you just take this ultrasound and just hold it steady and I'm going to do the procedure. And she's never done this before. She's worked at Planned Parenthood for quite some time, but she's never been in the procedure room ever. And so she's holding the ultrasound and then can see the image of mm. the baby on the screen. And she starts to feel a bit uncomfortable. But she thinks, you know, it's a good experience. You know, I counsel women all the time with their choices mm. and what they can do. It's fine. There's soft music playing in the background. She puts the gel on. <laughs> sees the baby. And then... You say fetus. Fetus yeah. slash baby. See yeah. the politically yes. charged... I'm going to say baby because okay. that's the book. Yeah, that reflects okay? her. Okay. But yes, the politically charged language is all throughout it. So maybe you'll pick up on it as it's, as it's going. So... She sees the baby and she goes, she thinks of her daughter. She's like, oh, yeah, I remember. Mm -hmm. I saw my daughter. So connections there. It's like small. There's the head, the arms, the fingers. She really takes time to describe this. This is kind of why I'm bringing you there. This is 13 weeks along. And then all of a sudden as she's seeing the baby, this straw shape enters the vision of the screen. And she's, th and, and she's thinking, oh, she's a bit feeling a bit panicked. And she's like, it's all right. You know, the fetus can't feel or anything like that and then the baby twitches mm. and she's thinking it can feel pain oh wow so it like changes and then the woman on the bed starts crying and you know she's like oh, she tries to comfort her she's like you know almost there like just breathe she's actually thinking to herself just breathe like she's starting to get a bit panicked and she's like it's okay just just breathe through the pain and then the doctor <clears throat> must be ready doctor jokingly says beam me up scotty 
And then he literally says that. He says that. And then beam me up, Scotty. Beam me up, Scotty. In that environment. In that environment. Oh my god. And then in a split second, here's a suction sound. That, as she describes, is perfect, well formed baby. Gone. Wow, that's heavy. And then empty uterus. And blood's rushing her in her ears. She's like, heart's ready. She's thinking of her daughter. She's like, can't hold, hold back the tears. And in that moment, Abby says, never again. That's the beginning of the book. Mm. So that is the clinch point of like that, the moment that it changes. So this is someone who worked at this organization. So you're like, okay, how did she get there? <clears throat> How'd she end up? How long she'd been working there? What led her there? What got her into it? And this moment was a big part of the changing point, being in the room for it. Mm. Any questions? Still getting over beam me up, Scotty. Like, what a dick. <laughs> I mean, I, maybe from his, he's just like, I got to make it feel comfortable. Yeah, maybe he's just trying to, you know, some strange bedside manner, but okay. Yeah. Maybe he was trying. Maybe it's like, a, it's maybe for him, it's medical procedure. Yeah, going, or you know, it's maybe his version of um, disassociation. Maybe. No information on the doctor in the book. That's the only... Yeah. He's a passing character. So, flashback. Abby, she's 20, small town, Texan, comes from a mm. conservative Christian family. There's a few ding, here. Ding. Yeah. <laughs> Believes in family values, mm-hmm. loves God, probs pro gun. Yeah. That's a bias I would have. Texas, yeah. come on, they're on your hip. Mm-hmm. Gunslinging. So I think college montage, you know, like fraternities, yeah. hair flicking, cheerleader, the street, cheerleader, probably Texas football team, you mm-hmm. know, uh, some college romance going on. Goes to Friday night youth. No Wednesday. Yeah, maybe. No, it's yeah. Wednesday. Is it in the US? So people let from the show, let know. us know. Yeah, we do have some Texas. It's not Friday. Texas it's Friday night football. Friday night lights. Yeah, great show. Abby is enjoying her time at college. Maybe partying a little too hard. Meets a boy that her family don't approve of. Uh, he actually has another child. Mm-hmm. And, you know, what do the stats show that Christian, good, well-meaning Christian community girls and boys might get up to and it might lead to? Like the stats do actually in, lead, show... It's the same, same, but in different. A, in fact, more teenage wow. pregnancies. Yeah. So guess what? She gets pregnant. Yeah. Guy, family doesn't approve. Doesn't tell the family, obviously, like what's going on. And... So she finds out she's a bit panicked, you know, party too hard and mm. whoopsies. Shame. Unplanned. Yeah. Obviously. Book title. Throwback. And she's uh, feeling panicked. She's, what am I going to do? I don't tell my parents. Obviously, they're not had sex. I'm not meant to do that. Mm. All those sorts of things. Tells her boyfriend. He's not phased. Huh. Well, it's easy. You just get an abortion. Okay, then. Um, I, at this point, she's not really thinking about it. She's like, okay, well... Maybe mm. abortion's a medical procedure and it can just be fixed. And so the boyfriend goes ahead and books it. He's like, yeah, I'll just book it in. Well, I'll take you there. I've been there before. And so the boyfriend takes her one day and it turns out that he'd been there before with one of his other girlfriends. So the uh, parents' instincts on this boy. Strong. Strong. And maybe he's dis- disassociated, but it's interesting he has a child and he's just like, you can play like Wheel of Fortune, I guess. Yeah, yeah, and because yeah. it's a bo- and so notice the picture that it's just being painted here. It's like yeah. the casual ah, just get an abortion. Mm. So she she drives there to this abortion clinic. You know, high fences drives through, walks in, and she's sitting down. She's looking around. There's all these other young girls there, and they're doing this introduction. Hey, what's it going to be like? What's going to happen? And <clears throat> they watch an intro vid. It's like you know, it's okay. And the lady up the front who's given the the Intro talk, you know, what, what's going to be like? Hey, what are you going to expect? She says, don't worry, girls. I've had nine. <laughs> Just laughs it off. Mm. How's she feeling at this point? I think she at this point when she says that, I think there's a bit of Texan judgment in there. Mm. Like looking over the side of the girls, all the girls around were like, oh, what? Like mm. didn't think to change something the eight other times or anything like that. I don't know, maybe a bit of judgment oh. going on there. So you're getting this idea that like abortion, it's like people just want it, it's abortion on demand, you know, this is the picture being painted. So she goes into the procedure, walks in, legs in the stirrups, kind of just grits her teeth and doesn't give too much kind of detail. It's like uncomfortable, grits her teeth, painful, really painful. Mm. And she's like, okay, it's over, it's done. And she describes it like she just deletes it from her memory. 
just like, you know what? I'm done. Put that somewhere. Put it in a box. It doesn't fit my culture. I can't really share it with anyone. My boyfriend knows, but no one else knows. Very shamed. Filled. Doesn't think, is it wrong? Is it right? Just, just did it. Kind of cut scene. Fun music's back. She's back at college. She's walking around. And she's looking at one of those college fairs, you know, billboards around. Hey, try this. Hey, people handing out flyers. Join the army. Hey, join whatever. And she runs into this really edgy looking, maybe 45 year old, cool kind of cool mum vibes, I think. And I'm thinking cool Texas mum. Okay. You ever watched the TV show Cheer on Netflix? No. No, if you didn't you know what I'm talking about. Kind of cool Texas mum, maybe vibes. Mm. She runs in and, and this woman actually hands her a flyer and she says, have you heard of Planned Parenthood? She's like, uh, I think so. It rings a bell. She's been there before. But she's not really connecting. She's thinking, oh, like at this point she's a bit older and she's like, oh, yeah, pro-life, pro-choice. Oh, I know the divide. You've grown up with it, all those sorts of things. And this woman, as she's saying, oh, I work for Planned Parenthood, it triggers. Oh, that's an abortion clinic. We're in Texas. This is a controversial place to be. This cool Texan mom just puts her at ease. She's like, don't you worry. We are actually... Our goal is to make abortion rare. We don't want abortion any more than anyone. We just want to make it rare. We actually do lots of contraceptive work. We make sure women have the education they need, the contraception they need. And, you know, yeah, in circumstances, we might perform an abortion, but we, we want to make it as rare as po possible. She's like, yeah, cool. Like, okay, I'm, I'm kind of on board. And she goes, well, well in fact, um, our whole goal is to care for women in crisis. And so Abby's thinking, yeah, that sounds great, actually. You know, college kid wants to get involved in, in some things. And cool Texas mom says, hey, take this flyer. We mm. actually need volunteers. It's like, okay, like, okay, to, to kind of do what? Well, there's often these protesters that come and stand out the front. And these poor women are just trying to go in and do what they've got to do. And it's, it's really stressful for them. It's high anxiety. We just need people to walk them from the car to the clinic because you come through the gates and there's big gates on either side and the protesters stand outside there with big signs yelling trying to talk trying to grab attention hey you know and she goes and she's thinking oh what people would do that you mm. know what you know what she gets a bit angry like this group is just trying to help women in crisis why would people do that i'm gonna sign up signs up flash forward first day on the job she rolls up in her car and she sees the place she'd been to before. And, but she notices this time, she's like, look at those high fences. It looks like a jail. And then as she's, as she's driving past, she sees like a few crowds of people, a bit of protest signs, you know, abortion is murder, people holding up pictures of babies, you know, a woman dressed as a nun, she's there praying. And wow. It's, you know, Americans. Mm. More, more dramatic than Australians, yeah, I, like I think. You watch their high school basketball games. Yeah. Well, like, on steroids. We're like, ah, oh, three points. Yeah, nice yeah. one. <laughs> it's, it's a great it's, atmosphere it's if you can. <laughs> yeah. I went to a college football game once and boy, they were into it. Yeah. I was like, man, it's been four hours. Can I sit down yet? <laughs> like, no. <laughs> anyway, so she rolls up and she gets out of a car, puts on a worker's vest and she walks in and gets, um, she gets a bit of a, a rundown. Like, okay, here's what you're going to do. Here's your, here's your vest. Here's what you need to do. All you need to do, your goal is to take a woman from the car to the clinic and keep talking to them. Keep them, don't let them get distracted by the people yelling. They're going to try and go, hey, I'm going to hand you other resources. I'm going to do other stuff. Your job is to just keep them focused, keep them calm, be confident and bring them to the building. Follow me for the first one, this woman that she meets. is, And so Abby follows this woman. And for the first one, as she walks out, the car pulls in. Okay, here's someone. They walk out and she's just shadowing. So the car pulls in and this woman gets out. And as soon as that door cracks open, this uh, mentor is saying, hey, how are you going? Oh, weather's really nice today, isn't it? Did it take you long to get here? What was the traffic light? And she's really good, just keeping things flowing. And the woman's a bit overwhelmed. There's lots of yelling and, and stuff. And as Abby's, you know, kind of looking around, observing, learning a little, she kind of tweaks her head and she starts to hear and starts to look, look at the crowd that, that's, that's gathered there. And people on the other side of the fence, you know, there's a guy dressed as a grim reaper. Whoa. Just standing there, just like Grim Reaper guy. Um, uh, and then people, they're holding like hectic, brutal, like aborted mm. fetuses and like, you know, doing, doing the things we've probably seen on TV in the news, right? Wow. And so she's like, man, who, like obviously who are these people doing that? They're nuts. 
nuts people. Like these, once again. I couldn't imagine going myself going through this. It would actually be quite traumatic. Oh my God. Yeah. To have people yelling at you. What, like A Grim Reaper? A, yeah, a Grim Reaper. Like what's, the, what's going through the guy's head? That's a good question. Should get him on the show. Yeah. If you're that guy, oh my you're welcome God. on the show. Um, so they, they get back in there and as she's almost in the door, she hears someone from the fence and she hears someone say, hi, I'm Coalition for Life. We have some alternative options for you. You don't have to go through with this. And then it's quickly drowned out by someone yelling, abortion is a murderer, <laughs> repent. It was so many different pictures. So One's got to land. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's entrepreneurship. <laughs> That's entrepreneurial in America. Like split testing, different messaging. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then she gets inside and she's like, oh, I'm really sorry you had to kind of go through that. So run down over, Abby's like, okay, now it's, now it's kind of your turn. And she, as, as she's, so it's, it's, it's her turn now. She's seen how the rundown goes. So the next car pulls in, Abby's up, vest on, walking out to the car. And she's a bit, few steps behind the pace. She's a newbie. Car pulls up, car opens. She's not exactly there when the mm. car door opens. And the woman that opens the door steps out and then, and then pauses a little bit takes a few steps to the fence and I think it takes like a brochure for someone. So one of the pitches landed. Could hmm. have been the Grim Reaper. Could have been, I don't think it was a Grim Reaper. But one of the... It was that clean pitch at the end, like options. Probably. Yeah. That sounds like someone that would have a nice information pamphlet. Yeah. Right. So, and then this, this woman's kind of about to take it. Abby's mentor just like yells, like, just get away from her, leave her alone. And Abby's pauses a little bit. She's thinking, well, if you're pro-choice, mm. why is this a... Bad thing. She chose to walk over to the fence. She's choosing to like, okay, let me hear the options. That's, I don't know, something she's just thinking, I thought you are pro-choice. Mm. But obviously it's a pretty rough crowd, you know, maybe she's being overprotective. At the end of the sh her shift comes, you know, she's been escorting girls in and out all day. She walks over to her car and one of the girls on the fence is like, hey, like gets her attention. And it's that nice one that kind of had the, the nice pitch. That, hey, we've got options for you. And she goes, she walks over and she's like, yeah, like, and she goes, hey, why are, you, why are you volunteering? And it was just an innocent question. And Abby says something she'd never told anyone before. She says, I actually have had one. And uh, the woman looks at her very kindly and she says, I'm really sorry. I'm sorry you had to go through that. And she's like, she just feels empathy. And then, Abby, get in the car. Mm. Just hurry up. It's a mentor again. Don't mix, don't fraternize with the enemy. Just, and Abby's uh, a bit stunted again. She's like, that was actually a pleasant chat. I feel mm. like that was a bit disproportionate. So there's like more inklings kind of questions going on there. Anyway, over the years, she's been volunteering on and off for quite some time. She feels a sense of purpose, gives her life a bit of meaning. She's helping women have choices. Mm. And I think she ultimately feels kind of good about her role and, and her and what she's helping achieve, you know, less abortions, helping, protecting women from like these, some of these nut jobs that are just. Yeah, 100%. You know, she, she, yeah, she's proud to, she's proud to be doing the work she's doing. So years later, she's been working on and off, kind of rising to the volunteer ranks of Planned Parenthood. And years later, she actually gets pregnant again. Oh. To the same guy. So obviously I think she's still dating that guy at this point. If we don't know how many years have passed. I'm not sure. Okay. I'm going to guess three to four. Mm -hmm. I think it's a long-term thing. Okay. And, but feel free to read the book and fact check me. Yeah. It's a lot, of, lot, of, lot to cover. <laughs> a lot to cover in this. So, so, and in fact, she gets pregnant to the guy she's been with, but at this point, she doesn't want to stay with this guy anymore. She's actually trying to leave this guy. And then she gets pregnant. And so she's thinking, this is going to tie me to him forever. Mm. And I want to escape this guy. So long story short, she has another abortion. So this time she has an abortion using pills because you can do that early enough. And stuff. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, that was a horrible experience. She felt ashamed. The pills, you know, didn't work really well, but she felt so, so ashamed she, when the Planned Parenthood were calling to check on her. Hey, how are you doing? It, she, did, she didn't call back. She just suffered and like almost like, probably should have gone to hospital and really been looked after, but she just mm. suffered in silence. It was like just this shame just overwhelmed her and she just didn't tell anyone. Her parents, boyfriend at this stage, nobody. Mm. She just kept it to herself. 
flash forward a few other times, a few other months, years, I'm not sure. Time's relative in books. And she actually meets a nice Christian boy. So she's left this guy by now and meets a nice Christian boy. And this time, parents approve of the nice Christian boy. Force is strong with this guy. Really nice guy, you know, just think of your nice mm. Christian guy. Maybe he's a bit trendy. Yeah. I'm imagining him with like a bit of a scruffy beard, tussled hair. Southern Baptist. Maybe Southern Baptist. Yeah. She doesn't go specific. But not too geeky. Yeah. He's got enough like, you know, EQ and social intelligence. Yeah. I to think be he's, he's a slightly he, charismatic even. His genes were probably tapered. Yeah. You know, not hmm. skinny. Skinny's not cool anymore. But anyway, back then it would have been. But he's just tapered genes kind of guy. Parents approve. Anyway, they start going dating, dating for a long time. And, and he knows she works at Planned Parenthood. And by this point, her parents know she works at Planned Parenthood. Wow. Parents obviously don't approve. They're like, you know what they do there, Abby? They perform abortions. Mm. She's like, yes, but you don't understand. We're minimizing it. We're providing health care to vulnerable women. This is what I do. It's actually really empowering. You don't understand. And her boyfriend actually doesn't approve either, but he's non-judgmental. He's a really nice guy. He's like, okay. Abby, you know, he might be a pretty, you know, in ways progressive. He's like a strong, independent woman. I'm not going to tell you what to do. You know? Ideas Digest type of guy. Ideas, probably a friend of the show. <laughs> <laughs> and so he's, he's going, you know, Abby, you know, I don't approve. They have conversations every mm. now and then. And she'll be like, he'll be like, listen, but you know, life's a life. Like that's when life begins. And she's like, you don't understand. Like if, you know, and she actually lists all the arguments quite coherently in the internal debate of this book. You know, the, the boyfriend will be, you know, life, you know, when life begins, you know, God, it's written in the Bible. Life is sacred. Sure. Human life is sacred. And she's like, Listen, if, if abortion's illegal, then they're going to get back alley abortions. Women are going to die. They're not going to get health care. Um, they're not going to get any support. More people die. More babies die. More women die. We're actually the good guys. We are helping. Mm, sure. He's like, whatever you have to tell yourself, Abby. And so Doug here, you know, he, he might finish one of those arguments and he's like, Abby, you're smarter than this. We're talking about a baby, whether it's two weeks, six weeks, 20 weeks, viability just shifts with new science. As soon as we discover more about how we can save a baby, the viability drops and drops and drops. He's like, it just doesn't matter. It's like from the beginning, that's, that's it. Like you can play this game of this line that's ever moving. And, you know, that they still respect each other, but they kind of go their separate ways on this issue. She keeps working at Planned Parenthood. She gets a sense of purpose. She, she enjoys it. And she actually becomes a, Good friends with a few of the pro-lifers on the other side of the fence. Hmm. She'll chat to them like, hey, Susan. Yeah, nice to Not see here. you. First name basis. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Big time. Oh, is Kevin coming again? Like, yeah, bloody Kevin. <laughs> Grim Reaper. Everyone rolls their eyes. That's exactly right. And some of the people yelling stuff. And they say, and they put their, a soft hand on the, on the shoulder. He has, a, he has a good spirit. He has a good heart. A good heart. But he's making us look bad. <laughs> That's kind of the attitude. Yeah, right. She's discovering that within this nutso crowd that she stereotyped as one monolith it's actually she's talking to susan yeah susan's like yeah we've spoken to him and she goes yeah i haven't seen him in a while she's like yeah he comes sometimes but we really yeah we we, i mean we're trying we're trying to like clean up this side of the fence you know it's not acceptable what some of these people are doing one week something changes on the other side of the fence you've got people rocking up every single day praying not yelling as much not protesting, less offensive signs. Praying in tongues, a bit weird. I don't know which part of America, but maybe, mm. maybe. No, it's actually not very Southern Baptist. But thank, <laughs> thank you, I, I didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> and so, yeah, they're just praying, just quietly, kind of praying. And everyone inside the clinic, as Abby's working there and doing different roles, admin staff, doing some counselling for girls sure. at this point, and giving them the options. And everyone's in there like, right, like, oh, what are these nut jobs doing again? Oh, I really like it. Abby's actually, you know, she's Christian. Mm. She doesn't, she's like, but they're just praying. Why are you, why, why is this a bad thing? And she starts thinking, isn't praying good? She's feeling conflicted. She's like, she's even finding herself sometimes like, oh, maybe I wish it, they would stop praying as well. But then she's like, but as a Christian, I should like praying is a good thing. Mm. So she's super conflicted. She's like, am I wishing for people to stop praying to God? That's a weird thing to wish Interesting. for. So she's, you know, the battle keeps raging inside of her. It's clear that she's obviously experiencing a lot 
the beginnings of a lot of cognitive dissonance, you would say. Yeah, big time, big time. Yeah. And it's just like, it's ratcheting up as yeah. she's becoming more connected. She can't disassociate the protesters. It's hitting home. It's her part of her tribe is out there. Yeah. She can't fully turn against her tribe. Yeah. And so, yeah, yeah. It's, it's starting to tick over. That's exactly right. So she keeps, so that's just a fleeting kind of thing that she keeps noticing. What I'm trying to paint as the book moves forward, it's just dropping these breadcrumbs mm. that eventually lead to a loaf of bread. Don't know if that's a saying, but it could be. <laughs> Enough breadcrumbs make the loaf of bread. And we'll work with it. <laughs> so there's like little pieces that yep. ultimately that straw that will break the camel's back. There's one that people know. Yeah. So she's moving up through the or uh, through the organization. She actually becomes a qualified counselor now, not like volunteering. And as now she's a counselor, she gets access to all these files. And she's in the office one day. No one's really around. It's a quieter day. Mm. And she's looking at the filing cabinet and she thinks, I've been here a couple of times. I'm in there. Curiosity gets the better of her. And she walks over the cabinet, this old metal. I mean, she has access to her own medical history, so. That's right. So she walks over to the- It's not a bad thing. You could imagine her easily justifying it. Mm -hmm. So she walks over a few old kind of magnets sitting on the fridge there, on the filing cabinet. You know, I'm talking about the heavy one, the drawer pulls out. Make a lot of noise. Yeah. She's Uh, like, (laughs) And maybe it's for someone else. It's for a friend. Mm -hmm. She's flicking through, Abby, Abby, Abby. There I am. Finds it. She pulls it out and in it, she discovers there's an ultrasound picture in there. Oh, no. And she takes a look and she just instantly feels regret. She looks at it and goes, very quickly, I think she shoves that down. Just squash it down a bit more. <clears throat> squash it down a bit more. Mm. And I think that's the theme of this book as it goes through. It's like, hey, here's these things peeping through. And Abby is like, ignore, ignore, ignore. That's the... Pattern. Yeah, she's really humanized the entire process as well. Right? Yeah. This is why I was find it very interesting. Yeah. You can really like, even if you disagree, you're really like... I could put, you could put yourself there and go, wow, that would be confusing. With the community, with, the, yeah. with everything, you know? It'd be confusing. Yeah, exactly right. Exactly the point of the show. Well done, mate. Extra points to you. But ultimately, she still feels like she's doing God's work. She does. Sure. She's still religious. She's like, this is God's work. Those other more conservatives don't really understand. One day, the stereotype of the political, I don't want to say stereotype, but I guess in a way it's like the thing you hear about most in this argument, the what about the rape victim? Mm. One, a, a girl comes in and this is the, are you, it's the, it's the political chip. Yeah. In the, in the political conversation, the rape victim, what about rape victims? What mm. about incest? That's the. I think it's the car that just wins every time. Yes. Yeah a girl that suffered some sexual abuse comes in and is pregnant as a result. Devastating. Like imagine being faced with with that scenario. She's kind of counseling her. And going through the counseling sessions, she's saying, well, here are your options. You can adopt, you can do all these sorts of things. And yes, you, you kind of can abort. That's an option too for you. And the, the, the rape victim in the, in the counseling sessions, this young girl says, you know, I'm actually coming to terms with, it wasn't my fault that I was sexually assaulted. It's not, that's not on me. I didn't do anything to deserve any of this. This is not on me. So she's, you know, that's probably a good thing to be able to try to manage because I guess you feel so much guilt or very complex subject there. But she, she pauses and goes, but I don't know if I can choose to end a baby's life. Mm. And that story kind of wraps up in that she actually does choose to abort and lay it down the track Abby runs into her and the conclusion of that is she regrets another kind of regretful decision. So it's another kind of. And you can see the story she's laying in the you sense. Can. You know where she's going. Like yeah. we, it, 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 that's why I kind of started with that. There's no delusion where, where we're heading here. Yeah. But, I, but the pieces are interesting, right? Like yeah. very personal, very like powerful, you know, in, and, and in the trenches of the enemy's camp, so to speak. For sure. And, and, and the it just, it's a great example of the nuance of all of this. Yes, exactly right. Exactly mm. right. Like you can't, like at the beginning, we judge Abby. You know, this is probably what she is. It's one dimensional. Reading this book, you go, ah, yeah. here are the dimensions of the human. Right? Yeah. yeah. So, and when someone's trying to rally votes for or against at the macro level, yeah. at, at whatever country or state, 
at the end of the day, these are the people going through the story. That's right. The, the stats are people. Mm. And we're seeing the people as experienced by someone on this side of the fence. Sure. On one side of the fence. So just, just another little flashpoint of the story. And Abby keeps working at Planned Parenthood. She, she goes to church. And, and sometimes she had this feeling that she just couldn't connect with God. Mm. She's feeling it. Don't ask me to define what that means, connecting with God. You know, old Conrad would like some definitions on that. Like, what, what does that feel like? What does it mean? But we'll just leave it at that. And Matt's been there plenty of times. <laughs> Pastor Matt. <laughs> Pastor Matt. And at these churches she would go to, she never told people what she did. Because obviously, oh, wow. Southern Baptist church community. We know what Southern Baptist. That was what I inserted. We're going with it. Okay. Those communities are very political yeah. from the outside Aussie looking in. And there are and churches. friends that I've known that have oh, been part of that movement. Personal anecdote right yeah. here. So, and they're very political and they'll even from the pulpit. We are a pro-life church. Yeah. You and I have both been a part of churches. Never heard that set up the front of a church. I no. haven't anyway. No. No. It's a different landscape in Australia. So maybe friends of the show, inside into America. Christianity, politics, very close. Australia, not so much. Anyway, she's going to this, this church now and she's, it's a pretty cool church. And she goes, you know, I want to become a member of, of this church. It's changing churches. And she really enjoys it. Anyway, one week she's going, she's in the process of joining the church and she waves at the pastor. Hey, how you going? And the pastor, he's, he's not overly friendly back and he kind of walks over and stands quietly with, with Doug and Abby and he goes, Abby, I just wanted to catch you really quickly. Thinking Southern Baptist pastor. I think he's mm. a, maybe a bit of a portly man, um, tucked in shirt, no tie. Mm, okay, no tie. no tie guy. Bit of sweat going down his cheek. Yeah, nervous fresh the from the serve, yeah. fresh from the sermon too. Yeah, yeah. Um, maybe Mike still, like, <laughs> the countryman's still there. <laughs> yeah, still there. Switched off though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a pro. Yeah. He's a pro. And he goes, I, I just wanted to talk to you about you joining the church, and we would love to have you here. You are always welcome. Oh, well, we know what's coming next. But we know, we, we, we know where you work, Abby. You, you work at an abortion clinic. Abby's heart just sinks. Like, mm. Rejection. But then anger quickly comes in. Like, who are they to tell me this? But she suspected it all along. That's why she never told anyone. Yeah, who but is he, he, the CIA? But he, yeah, but he found out. Small Texan town. Oh, man. Churches are like that, though. People it's talk. The, the Bush Telegraph in Australia. It's just, it, it moves quick. Bush Telegraph. <laughs> Friends of the show, yeah, nice one. <laughs> Haven't heard that in a while. Um, I think we could use it more. Mm. And uh, so anyway, she never goes back to that church. Doesn't go back anymore. So never goes back, keeps working, climbing the ranks, moving into more managerial roles at this point. We're kind of getting closer to where we began. And over the years, as I mentioned, the fence culture is changing. It's more peaceful. It's more prayerful. The occasional person might have bad methods, but they're quickly kind of dealt with outside of the fence. And... She's noticing Planned Parenthood is getting really hostile. They're mm. installing cameras. They're, they're like getting very defensive. And this would probably coincide with, you know, the odd bombing that would randomly happen. Oh, wow. Yeah. Like in America, abortion clinics are bombed. Oh, that's insane. Welcome to America. Sort of like a contradiction, right? Yes. Oh, I mean, the buildings are bombed. They try and avoid the people. Yes. I, yeah, yes. Yeah. Although, like, to flash. We are pro-life. Boom. Boom. <laughs> Anyone die? No. Phew. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah. And uh, like in this scene, Planned Parents becoming like very like defensive vic victim mentality, like these nutsos. But then she's also going, but from my experience, these people are getting better. Mm. They're actually dealing with it. They don't want those tactics. But then a bombing will happen somewhere else in the state or somewhere else in America. And they'll go, get cameras, get this, you know, they're thinking. And actually one week they get horrible news that one of the doctors has been shot. One of the doctors that, that performs the abortions has been shot and killed. Mm. Right. So this is the level Early of like... In America, this is insane. Yeah, yeah. This is the level of like... So you understand the paranoia, but then oh, the, the culture's shifting as well. It's, this is the front lines, I'm telling you. This is the, the front lines. The attitude from people inside Planned Parenthood to the people outside, they're the enemy. They've just gone full wartime bunker. Kind of understand it. Bombings, doctor being killed, paranoia, doctors coming in. Jumpers over their head so people can't identify them. 
because people standing there like recording, oh, who's that guy? What's his running plates? Like, Must have been the Grim Reaper guy. New tactic. Yeah. <laughs> standing there with a thing just yep. wasn't working. And Abby, as she moves through this, she begins to, it's like something starts to shift. She starts to see more things. She notices the rhetoric being used. Now we get into like the convincing part of the book where it's like, here are the tactics that can change your mind. She's noticing how Planned Parenthood are very specific on saying fetal tissue, not referring to a baby, mm. right? Fetal tissue, anti-choice extremists. Yeah. There's all these language now that like not pro-life advocates. Yes. So it's stereotyping, it's language, it's like polarizing and Amer- like America, even Australia a little bit, becoming more polarized, not less. Mm. And so Abby moving through the ranks becomes director. Okay. So she's right up there. Top dog. And her goal then is going, okay, well, I've had some positive relationships with these people. I'm going to build a better culture between the people on that side of the fence and the people on this side of the fence. She's determined to do it. Maybe that good old Southern Christian attitude. Mm. We can bring people together. Good on it. Optimistic. And she, first day on the job as director of Planned Parenthood. You can see why this book's like very viral and like she's on CNN and not CNN wrong news channel fox news yeah right and because this is the conversion of a director of planned parenthood to the other side oh, yeah right tucker's like personally lining i'm pretty up. sure she was on tucker Carlson. oh really yeah okay. she was definitely at least on um hannity mm. who i think did he get did he get kind of kicked out for I'm not sexual sure. misconduct i'm not sure anyway first day on the job someone comes in saying there's a guy out there with a camera filming all the girls that walk in this is not cool. Mm. So she goes, I'll deal with it. She walks out. And she knows the people. She's like, hey, Troy, what's going on, mate? You got this camera on a tripod sitting there watching everyone. You're making everyone uncomfortable. They're worried that you want to mm. send the footage because people have done this. They're going to send the footage to the parents because the parents probably don't know because they're afraid to know. And you're going to like blackmail or probably not blackmail, just send the video. Be like, look at what your daughter's doing. Can you just turn it off? And he's like, no. I can't for in for safety reasons, for insurance. I need evidence for what's happened here. People are making claims that like, I'm being violent and it's for your safety and my safety. I need to leave it here. She's like frustrated. She's like, what? Come on. Like, just at least move it back. I can, let's find the middle ground, move it back. So it's not visible. And then we can both kind of have a win here. He's like, I'm sorry. It needs to be clear. Otherwise too far away. I need mm. a clear shot. Sorry. I can't do it. And she's, Fuming, like kind of like foot stomp, swivels on the heel and powers away. Two steps in, she pauses. She turns around, can't contain herself. She says, you know what? We have always been standing up for the rights of women, human rights. Isn't that what the emancipation movement was all about? Mm. And people standing up in World War II. And now people like us are standing up for women. That's what we're doing here. What are you doing here? And he looks at her calmly. He says, you don't have to justify your job to me, Abby. Ooh. Very cool response. Mm. Unfazed about Ooh, the anger. Straight through. And that makes her like, oh, just, you know, she's like, I'm not, I'm not justifying. I'm not, I'm not justifying any kind of goes, you listed two instances, like the slaves and the Jews. These things could have only happened because whole segments of society were dehumanized. Society's acceptance of that is what allows those injustices to continue. That's what Planned Parenthood does to the unborn. Dehumanizes humans. Mm. And I'm here fighting to humanize these people. And then Abby just looks at him, still angry. You're not going to convert me, is her response. You're not going to convert me. Mm. As director, her job went on and she began to notice. Now she's right, right in the inner echelons of how Planned Parenthood works. She's looking at the bills. She's looking at how money comes in. And she notices another little flashpoint from the inside. This is her opinion. Not a fact check it. I'm not, not giving the facts here, but this is what she's saying. She goes, she looks at it because these are the controversial stuff that people debate about. So I'm just distancing myself. Sure. <laughs> and she goes, she notices that most of the money for the clinic is coming from abortions. So she's like, mm, that's interesting. Very interesting. Maybe she's alluding to financial incentive structures. Mm. That's the point. Notices, moving on. One day, a woman comes in very casually. She's like, I like an abortion. She's like, as if she was ordering a cheeseburger. One abortion, please. I need one. Yeah, right. And it turns out that this woman's 23 weeks pregnant. 
I don't know too much about the weeks and stuff, but their clinic stops at 20. Mm. We don't do late-term abortions. And this woman's like, oh, a bit annoyed. like, well, where can I get it done? Just where can I get it done? Um, Abby's really conflicted because she can provide this information to her. She can say, you know, here are some clinics that do late-term abortions, but she's like, like maybe they're kind of, maybe we can help you with another option. Like there's a, a adoption care. She's like, mm, I just want an abortion. So what am I going to get? For Abby, it crossed a line that she'd drawn. She was like, I don't do late-term abortions. This is what I do. I provide options for people. And right now in her role, what she has to do is provide this information. But it goes against what she's always said. She's like, I don't believe in late-term abortion. I believe in vi viability period or whatever. Sure. And so she's on this spot and she has, to, she has to do this. Anyway, she hands over the information. And she's telling Doug about, uh, Doug about it. And Doug points out, he's like, well, Abby, what's the difference? 20 weeks, 23 weeks, what's the difference? Just a number. Food for thought. Mm. Tick, tick, tick. Abby's cog's just turning. You know, things are changing. The inner struggle continues. Planned Parenthood starts to hit financial problems, probably through like political things, like funding from the government. It's like kind of loosely tied to government. You know, you can look into all how it kind of works. It's a really weird system, American healthcare kind of sure. stuff. And they're not, they don't have enough money. And she gets a, uh, an income report. They go, we're running out of money. We can no longer provide low-cost birth control pills. We just can't. We, we don't have the money. And Abby's like, this is most of the reason why I'm doing this job is to prevent abortion, to make sure women sure. have access to good contraceptive health, all of those things. And this is like a pillar kind of being taken away. And then she gets given like this, this email comes through and it's notifying to directors of Planned Parenthood, Southern Texas or wherever. And it says, we will be, you know, forthwith, blah, blah, blah. We'll be doing, introducing to our protocols, late-term abortions. Abby's like, morals, just that line is being crossed again. She's like, and then she thinks, I think I know why. Financial troubles, not enough money. She saw the financials. She links these two dots. Ah, oh, they're not making enough money. If they do late-term abortions, they can make more money. Mm. It's a not-for-profit, but I guess it's trying to survive. Or maybe, you know, maybe the justification is uh, if we do this, we can, do, we can keep doing what we're doing. Otherwise, sure. we're going to go out of business. That could be the justification. Or the more sinister one, that one side would be is, like, oh, mm. they're just trying to make money. I don't know. I don't know which one it would be. It is a business. Like, you'd, you'd have to pay everyone. and everyone make, is, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Who knows? And so... Abortion is something she doesn't want to increase. Now she's being forced as director of Planned Parenthood to increase the number of abortions. She doesn't want to give up her career. The organization she just felt is this is just heading the wrong direction. And, and a week later. Oh, a week later. We, we go back to the start. Ah, okay. So this all leads up to she's looking at the financials. What she's look, what's she doing on her computer? She's looking at financials. She has to do 23 weeks sure. of abortion. She gets called in to the surgery, has to assist in an abortion. That moment, pin drops, never again. Sure. She goes in after, this is kind of where I'll end the story because it's a long, long book, long story. Thanks for listening. And she goes into how she gets sued by Planned Parenthood. She leaves. She actually oh, wow. joins Coalition for Life. So she goes to the enemy and she's seen the error of her ways. And, you know, they try and sue her, try and put a gag order on her. Like you've got sensitive information all that sort of stuff. You can kind of follow the trend. Sure. There. So the battle begins, you know, it's like, you've, she's always been at war at, at, on the front lines of, of mm. this. I like very American For political sure. bullet that is abortion. So Matt thoughts, you've heard the story, you've seen her journey, any biases kind of shattered yeah, or something like I mean, that. You heard them, my biases at the start and I guess feeling, I, I think I can really feel her story mainly because I've not obviously been in her situation, but I felt that, like that, you know, that community pressure, both ah. from family, church and what, th what that's like where, you know, you've got a lot of cognitive dissonance. It's a really tough place to be. So empathetically, I can really connect with that. And that's like, that's 100. Like, so I can empathize with her yep. and then I'm like, to me, potentially, and I, I can't judge her experience. I think it's, uh, you know, obviously the way you've told it and that it's pretty clear, like the, the bias, she, she's written this book from the future. So, you yes. know, she's got that retrograde bias running right through the book where yep. she's basically told. It's written from a perspective now where she's yes. sitting now. 
And yeah. that's then neatly pieced together a lot of worst case scenarios. Yes. A lot of like almost she was a victim of Planned plan Parenthood potentially. Yeah, yeah, maybe that, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like she was the the little, there was this David and Goliath sort of situation that started emerging. Yeah. And when she started to ask questions, they pushed, you know, like- Yeah, you when, see you see the tonal shift. Yeah. Well, I did through the book. You see the tonal shift where I actually found she represented a lot of the pro-choice arguments. I'm like, oh yeah, that is the argument. And she, she represented them. Maybe I didn't do a good job, but I thought they're like, oh, she is coming in with those. That's why I tried to get some of the lines of the arguments because I'm sure. like, she's not straw manning. Well, may, like maybe she is a little, I don't know, but mm. at least from, I saw her introducing the arguments that I've heard directly used. So I'm like, she's, she's picking that up and going head to head with it. Yeah. So, and, and she is like the North Korean that's defected, right? In terms of the eyes of that. Yeah. Yeah. The pro-life movement. Yeah. Oh, and what time. that represents politically. Big time. And so it's like, yeah, I've been on the other side and I've seen what it's like, you know, I've seen life disappear in front of my eyes. I've seen the negligence of it. And I think, you know, I've hearing her story. I've heard, obviously, as a as an as an ex pastor, I've heard this versions mm. of this before. So I'm. It's, this is it's not bringing, new to you, but it's no, it's no, it's. I mean, some of the aspects of the political nature of it are, but like in uh, terms yes. of those conversations as a part of you know this. That's why the, the sweat beating down the guy with the <laughs> yeah, like, still off. Yeah. Maybe you've been in that situation. Yeah. Um, and so it's it's such a it's such a complicated and heavy thing. Yeah. Um, I feel. You know, like I, in terms of, you know, it's convenient not to a place where this could have worked in terms of it's convenient not to a place, a story where Planned Parenthood really saved the day or like maybe that was in the book. Was it in the book? Maybe in the context of when an abortion was, it was just seems like. There yeah, was an it agenda. does. She, yeah. She actually doesn't drop stories where it's like, hey, this was the option and it, and it, and it was it's, the right thing. Yeah. Yeah. So there's that Which aspect. Which is that's like the retrograde aspect and of it. One thing I'd probably also like to observe and try not to judge with mm -hmm. my bias yep. would be her definition of life was just really clear. Like how I was just thinking then some of my friends that have gone through abortions that have a different worldview to a Christian worldview mm -hmm. and how like that's still spiritual, maybe not materialistic. It's just mm. clearly like, oh, it's, it's a soul that's, that will, uh, yeah. will come back. Oh. Right. Oh. You know, I've it's never just heard not, of that one. Just Interesting. Not now. And oh. so I'm like, how someone listening to this would think, why all the, you know, this drama that's around the situation? It's just like, if the soul, you know, is, if we're just reincarnating and things are going uh, through the cycles. The worldview changes a lot, doesn't it? Yeah. It's just like, why the, why the angst? And I think she does well in this book mm. to always because she's convincing an audience because it's a book for a crowd. It's not really, I'll be honest. It's not, it's not a book written for the 83% of friends of the show that were no. pro choice. It wasn't written for them. It was written for the crowd that already agrees with their position. I, yeah. That's kind of what I'm getting. From. And, and you notice the themes running through the book. I touched on it. Maybe I didn't emphasize it enough. She had a great, strong, supportive family. Sure. It goes through the book being like, and I eventually told my parents and they were really supportive. And mm. I eventually like in my community, my church kept like praying for me and like supporting me. And that was the thread of like church will keep you safe. Family will keep you safe. Like these touchstones of conservative America, like mm. conservative Republican, Southern Texas America. Like the, it's almost stereotypically check, checking those boxes. Uh, now, Matt, I want to keep talking to you about this mm. because it's an interesting story. I hope friends of the show listening at least find like an interesting perspective. And, and if you're, you know, if you're one of the 83% of friends that listen to this and you disagree with the entire thing and you're like, but you made it to the end. Great. Send me a DM and I'll send you a golden emoji. <laughs> Actually send, send us a DM and let us know if any of your judgments shifted. Oh yeah. 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 That would be great to hear from you guys because maybe, maybe the question is, how much of it, like how, what percentage might have shifted? 1%? And the people that are, are pro-life um, pro would be yeah. great to see, did this reconfirm anything? Did we miss something? Do yeah. you think I did a bad job at like representing that argument? No, and I, I guess you could probably hear some of our bias in that. And so if that, if you were part of that other percentage, I think 
the key thing that we would like to say is yeah. that that's fine. Yeah, that is fine. Yeah, that is a hundred percent fine. We're not trying to um, say that that's a wrong position. Yeah. Uh, the the thing that we're trying to get out of here is that is that insane interaction that's happening, the judgment, the division that's happening outside of that Planned Parenthood, the political pressure, all the layers. Yes. Exist. So we're just trying to <laughs> two white guys that will never be pregnant. Yes. You know, just from the best we can through her story, understand that nuance. Yeah. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with either side, I believe. And hopefully you saw, I don't know, hopefully we could bring some of that nuance. Yes. Two friends of the show. So send us a DM. (laughs) (laughs) That's the pitch. If you want to keep listening, pay up. Yeah. But seriously, if you want to support the show um, and get the full the full experience the conversation from here on out yeah and i think for us we like to use this section of the show as a way of because we've both dealt with these ideas that have divided and yeah. hurt us and hurt communities and whatnot and so as a way of navigating this the practicality you would say kicking in yes. of like so you're at work and xyz you know you get that response in someone of like you need to leave your church yeah you're not welcome here because of that what position. do you do or you see someone that's casually again going in for an abortion going and you're thinking, how dare you? Mm. What what would, what do we do in those situations that will inevitably yes. come up? And so super friends of the show that are hearing this on their private podcast feed, it'll just kind of keep rolling. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I've got a few questions that I think will hopefully help us at least not help you decide what's right and what's wrong, but help you untangle this mess of political, cultural things and, and maybe give a a better lens, questions that'll help give you a better lens on saying what's maybe beneficial, where are the red flags, did anything shift at all, what did it bring up within you Yeah, that kind of changed? It's more bring out like how do we unpack this idea and let it inform us and make us more an open-minded, tolerant person that even if we disagree, that's okay. So thank you so much for tuning in, everyone. We, uh, we love you all, wherever you're from, plus or non-plus, doesn't matter. You're all part of the family. And uh, if you would like to support us, that would mean the world. We have a massive vision for this thing. Uh, we have both, as we said before, so been impacted by the division of ideas. It yeah. happens in our own life. We've yeah. experienced it. And we just think that there's nothing more important, perhaps, that we can sometimes explore these and understand each other better. We're not going to change your mind. <laughs> no, I don't think it's possible. No, no, no. But we will make you more empathetic. <laughs> we will. <laughs> so make sure you head to ideasdigest.org. Become a supporter. It means the world to us. And we have a huge vision for where this media can go. Thank you so much.